Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I've got Marcel Louis-Jacques of ESPN joining me now on the nightcap here as we talk a little bills and Texans as for the first time in a while, we really can actually focus on the actual playoff game itself. Marcel, first off, how you doing, man? I'm um, great, man. You know, it's a good time of year. Kind of, you see, you see the landscape from around the league from a reporter standpoint. You got people, uh, you know, rushing back to the locker room cleanouts and diving into draft coverage and prospects and whatnot. And it's nice to still be able to cover the best time of the football season, which is the NFL postseason. So, you know, I'm feeling blessed and uh, really grateful to be able to get to do this. Yeah, and uh, I mean, especially here where it's, you know, twice in the last three years, but also a 17-year playoff drop before that. So, we're not very much used to this here. We're not used to the fact that this team coasted into the playoffs after you know yesterday's game where there was no ramification other than please get up, please get up, please get up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it got to a point where you, you know, you're kind of starting to bite your nails if you're a Bills fan or if you're a Bills coach because uh, I mean, that's why you're seeing guys like Isaiah McKenzie playing outside corner. That's why you're seeing when Levi Wallace goes out, they're throwing Saran Neal outside and Taryn Johnson and Dean Marlowe, because you're running out, you're realizing, you know, we got to put somebody on the field right now, but we've also got a really important game going on in probably six days. So, uh, you know, as the game went on, I, I really can't remember the last time I saw that many Bills, you know, slow to get up off the field. So they're, they're kind of lucky to, uh, to come out of it as uh, come out of it as they did. I know uh, Levi Wallace has reported a his ankle injuries, just a sprained ankle. He's really day-to-day. Uh, looked like Ty said he re-aggravated his ankle injury from week 11. But, uh, you know, beyond that, they've been playing without Nseki, so that's not as big of a loss as Levi Wallace could be. But the fact that he, he supposedly came out of that without anything truly torn or broken, I think it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty miraculous. Yeah, and not to mention Taron Johnson left that game as well, and I was uh, – I was kind of trying to put a little bit more thought into that one as well. The Bills secondary in particular got banged up in that game, but looking into this with Wallace with the with potentially what is reported as a sprained ankle, I would imagine there's going to be a lot more Kevin Johnson with the Bills defense here and looking at a Houston Texans offense that they may or may not have Will Fuller in the lineup, so maybe there might be hobbled players against hobbled players here in the postseason. What do you think, though, with the impact of possibly not having Wallace for this game Taron Johnson also possibly being banged up for this. What does it look like for the secondary here of a talented defense against Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and what is a very dangerous Houston passing offense? Yeah, especially if Will Fuller is on the field uh, and healthy, then you're going to need all hands on deck. They've just got so many weapons in that receiver room with, with Nook, with Fuller, with Kenny Stills, uh, Kiki Kuchi. It's just they're, they're loaded, and you've got a guy in Deshaun Watson who – uh, he does, you know, Sean McDermott didn't want to compare the two, but 
he does have a kind of similar play style as, as Josh Allen. He, I think he's he's a clearly more prolific passer at this stage of his career, but these are both guys who can escape pressure, who can, you know, scramble out of the pocket and make things happen with their feet. And they're going to, they're going to make these, these defensive backs cover for a long time if that front seven, if that pass rush can't get to them. But, uh, yeah, without Levi Wallace, I think you're in a situation where you're really lucky to have a guy like Kevin Johnson, who's a starting caliber player. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot more to this game than surface for him. Uh, Houston is the team that drafted him in the first round a few years back. So it's his return to, it's his return to NRT Stadium, but that, Beyond that, it, it is kind of a concern because you're, you're going from guys who play the position well to, you know, having guys that are just able to fill in. Terry Johnson is a good slot corner. Outside corner is not his – that's not what he's been doing since he got to the league. Same with Saran Neal, same with Dean Marlowe. These are guys who can play outside in the pitch, but I'm not sure if that, if, if that qualifies as true position depth. But uh, – to have a guy who is your quote-unquote second string like Kevin Johnson be able to slide in and, and fill in for a starter in a pinch, I, I think that's, uh, I mean, you're doing a lot better than most if you're Buffalo right now. Yeah, and one of the biggest things that you have to look at with this Bills defense in particular coming into this matchup, we saw it last year with uh, the matchup between Tredavious White and DeAndre Hopkins, and Hopkins was just on a special sort of tear, especially last year. And White was able to limit the damage, but there was still a very impressive touchdown from Watson to Hopkins where White has got perfect coverage, and it's just a better play by Hopkins and a better throw by Watson where Tredavious White, there's nothing he can do there. How exciting is this matchup going to be with one of the best corners in the NFL matching up with one of the top receivers in the entire league? I mean, if you're, if you're a guy who's as good at his job as Tredavious White is, this is what you live for. You live for this level of competition. And that just goes to show you that touchdown pass last year just to show you that DeAndre Hopkins is the kind of player where it, it, sometimes it doesn't matter how good a defense you play. He can just overpower you. He can just go over the top of you. or he can, If he puts a couple fingers on the ball, it's a threat to be caught. So this is not a, it's not a game where Tredavis can, can afford to have any sort of mental lapses. And to his credit, that's not really been his M.O., this season, uh, apart from that five catch, the five catches and 80 yards he gave up to Devontae Parker in week 11, he's been pretty tough to beat right now. Right now, I think he's he's absolutely up there as you know a top three cornerback in this league. It's it's you know it's really hard to, to you're splitting hairs essentially when when you, you're you know picking between him uh, between uh, Stephon Gilmore or even you know Jalen Ramsey and Marcus Peters are all. Uh, up there, Zayden Howard is up there as well. But uh, I think Tredavis White, you know, he's got an opportunity to further cement himself as the true number one cornerback in the NFL. And, uh, but it, it's not going to be, you know, it's it's not going to be easy for him. I think uh, DeAndre is the kind of guy that he's going to bring uh, he's going to bring the best out of you if you're if, if you're lining up against him. So he's he's got his work cut out for him on Saturday. Marcel Louis Jock joining me here on the West Her Hotline. So a lot is going to be made about this Bills offense, Marcel, and how can they perform against what might be one of the weaker defenses in the entire AFC postseason bracket here of the six teams. I think I would probably frown the most at Houston's defense. Looking at this one, they have 
the 28th ranked total defense in yards. They are the 25th ranked in rush defense. This is a team that can be had by a Bills offense that really doesn't tend to score a lot of points and can exploit some matchups here, despite the fact that Houston does boast some talent on the other side of the football. Oh, no, absolutely. It, it is, uh, you know, in the playoffs, a high-powered offense is nice, but uh, if you can't play defense, that is just – it tends to be back-breaking uh, in, in this time of year. And uh, I think they're, they're exploitable in that they give up a lot of rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. It's second in the league at, I believe, 5.8 yards per attempt. Josh Allen is the crown jewel of scramblers in the NFL since 2018. I believe it's 801 rushing yards since week one, 2018. That's the most in the league, you know, pretty, pretty comfortably. Uh, if, he, if he scrambles like he can, I think it's going to open things up. It's going to break coverages down. It's going to give him wider passing lanes to, to, to attack. But the only thing is he's only got 44 rushing yards, 44 scrambling rushing yards over his past four games. It's, been, it's become a focal point uh, really ever since that, that Dallas game for opposing defenses to shut that down and keep him from extending plays outside the pocket. So I, I think that's where guys like Whitney Merciless and J.J. Watt are going to come through because they've got to keep Josh Allen contained. If, if he's able to, to run free, just like Deshaun Watson on the other side, if either of these guys are able to run free, it, it's going to spell a long day for, for the opposing defense. I would suspect also, Marcel, that one of the biggest things that you could look at here, Devin Singletary was given that – healthy scratch that rest day against the Jets I would suspect that we might see ourselves a healthy heaping of the rookie running back against the Houston defense that is just as susceptible to rushing from a tailback and being able to use this rushing attack to help really contain Houston's offense control some clock and be able to move the football yeah this is it's going to be key for him because the that's that's Ball control is what Bill's offensive success is really predicated on, and that starts with the run game. If they're able to control that line of scrimmage, they're able to pick up chunk yards like like Devin Singletary is, is so good at doing, at just making at least one person miss and always seemingly falling forward. If he can really have his way, and he's been one of the top rushers in the NFL over the past six weeks, uh, then I, I really don't see – I don't see Buffalo losing this game. I, I, I feel fairly confident about this team heading into heading into Saturday. I, I believe at this point in the season, uh, except for um, I, w- I would say probably San Francisco's offense or or maybe Kansas City's offense. I think this defense is pretty matchup proof to, to borrow a fantasy term. I think they're matchup proof. They're they're too well coached. There's too much talent and, and there's too much just football IQ on on all levels for. For any, for me to be comfortable saying that any other teams can really pick them apart, and uh, I, I just think you know, offense, you don't turn it over and you control that ball. Uh, defense is going to do what it's been doing for 16 games. We we know what this defense is at this point. We know the level of play that we're going to get from them, that we're going to see from them. It, it, it's that offensive side of the ball that that we're still curious about. So yeah, Devin Singletary is going to play a major role in that. Marcel, you were actually just going to – you already brought up to the last question I was going to have for you, your, your thoughts and your feelings about this game and how you think the Bills will be able to fare up in this one. So I'll opt for a different question here for you since you already answered that. With this season and how they came into the season with the expectations of, okay, maybe they can take advantage of a weaker schedule, 
What was the most impressive thing about this team this year to you from start to finish with this uh, with this Bills team going 10-6 and six this year? I was really impressed. I mean, I, I knew coming in that this defense was going to be good, but uh, it was hard to tell exactly how good they would be after just watching them kind of play against each other. Uh, for for what is it six seven weeks in training camp in the preseason, but I think the most impressive part of the season was uh, Josh Allen's willingness and, and ability to reel in some of that gunslinger mentality that he showed last season, where he he's not just and he, he did he did do it for the first three four weeks of the season, but you know he he's able to grasp the the concept that you can't just fire this ball up in the air anymore. This is not the Western Athletic Conference, this is the NFL, uh, you're going to have to be more nuanced with your throws. You're going to have to take smarter, more calculated risks. And I think that he's shown an ability to do that. Uh, now, he's not been perfect. He still, you know, he could be more accurate. I don't really want to hear about the drop rate. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't want drops to happen, and you can't count that against a QB. But uh, there have been some throws that he's flat out missed before. He's not perfect. But uh, and, and then there's the touch on that deep ball that's just that's not there. And we really could have seen so much more out of this offense if he were able to complete a few of those this season. But I think his just the ability to to comfortably move the chains and, and to comfortably you know be under center. I don't think you worry if you're a Bills fan. Last year you're kind of on edge. You're worried. What is this kid about to do? Is he exciting? Is he backbreaking? We don't really know. This year, I think if you're a Bills fan, you can look at him and comfortably say, okay, he's, he's not going to bury us. You know, whether he's helping us win or not, it, it, it kind of ebbs and flows depending on the game. But you know he's not going to break your back. And I think that that's a baby step considering how much development and how much room for growth that this kid had when he was first drafted. All right, Marcel, uh, this is going to be an exciting one here for Bills and Texans to kick off the playoff weekend. Thanks for taking the time to join us here on the Nightcap today, man. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me on. I feel better, though. Uh, yeah, I'll, we'll see what we can do there. But I figured I owed it to you for agreeing to help me out and join me on the show. I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can do 15 minutes of talking. I can do this. So thanks for joining me, man. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.